Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, Noel Carroll. Noel, you're the CEO of BioFriendly. You're found on the web at biofriendly.com. Noel, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. For sure. Okay, so what does BioFriendly do? Uh, BioFriendly, so we uh, obviously, kind of how it sounds, we're, we're an environmental company. Uh, we focus in two kind of avenues. We've got uh, BioFriendly uh, entertainment and education is kind of one part. And then the other part is environmental technologies. So uh, we kind of go down those two avenues to try to help make this a cleaner planet. Okay, so we got a do-gooder. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm joking yeah, about it because we've had a pre so. we had a pre-conversation. I know it's safe to 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 be silly like that. Okay, yeah, so tell me, please. yeah, tell, philosophically, tell tell me where you come in and and. Yeah, let, let's start there. Like you got into this space um, and, and, and tell me about that story about how you got into this space. Well, okay, so I, I've always I've always cared about the planet. My family is actually Australian uh, and, and down in Australia, the, the, the environment's a pretty pretty big deal. We've, uh, it's, it's one of those places where uh, conservation is kind of a big issue because you have a lot of unique, uh, unusual species that they don't exist anywhere else. They kind of have to be protected there. And when we first kind of came in, when people first really settled in Australia and kind of the Europeans took it over, we had a bad habit of, of uh, kind of killing off a lot of really cool flora and fauna. Mm. Uh, so the Aussies kind of realized that and, and we're big on environmentalism starting like back at the beginning of the, of the 1900s uh, and, and protecting uh, the Tasmanian devil. Uh, we unfortunately couldn't keep the Tasmanian tiger going, but we tried. Uh, and then just we have all these marsupials down there and, and just crazy plants. And uh, now the Great Barrier Reef is is, uh, is in danger. And there's <laughs> so it's a, sort of a constant battle down there to keep this unusual yeah. ecosystem going. So that kind of bled through into the into my family uh, and, and uh, into me sort of after that. Um, the, this company, actually, I, I, I came into the company a little later, believe it or not. My, my brother uh, and my uncle, uh, my two uncles, and my dad actually got this company started uh, and, and uh when my my uh, uncle who was running it retired, they they actually came to me later to come in and see if I could take over. I actually come from entertainment. I'm not even. I didn't start off in in, in the environmental space. So mm-hmm. that, that's where that's where they found me. I was I was making uh, you know uh, commercials and then uh, uh, YouTube shows and movies and like TV things for for uh, for companies out here in LA. That so was that was where I came from, and then I sort of transitioned wow. over in 2018 to, to this. Yeah. So um. So what exactly, um, so you were talking about, you know, how BioFriendly works with the, the energy industry? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So uh, basically our, our most popular product and what kind of is our, our bread and butter is a, it's a product called Green Plus. And mm-hmm. So what Green Plus is, is it's a very easy uh, solution for reducing uh, your, your carbon footprint if you're an oil company or you're burning fuel. It's, a, it's an, what they call an energy transition fuel additive. Uh, we have a UN verification basically that says that we reduce the carbon footprint or like the, the CO2 output of diesel and gasoline by 7%, which is a pretty big 
pop up. It's a, it's, it's a big help for oil companies. So uh, in the state of Texas, they actually have a regulation right now called the Texas Low Emission Diesel uh, Program. And uh, we're the most popular solution for that uh, with the oil companies. So we actually are in about 60% of the fuel in Texas, uh, or diesel, excuse me, diesel fuel right now in Texas uh, to help reduce their, their, their carbon footprint down there. And so since then, we've expanded that product into Latin America and uh, in Africa and uh, parts of China and Singapore. And, and uh, you know, we're, we're, we're getting after it, this UN verification, and, uh, you know, it's trying to help, help reduce the, uh, the amount of CO2 that's being put out in the atmosphere. Yeah. So yeah. you can actually, so our, to our listener here, you can go to greenplus.info and you can exact you can see exactly what this is. Well, this seems like kind of a no-brainer then if you're the oil industry, right? What do they have to lose? You know what's so funny is that it just took it took kind of that that constant pressure. This company was, was founded in 1999. So my my uncle when he when he founded it was was way ahead of his time. He sort of saw this this problem coming, this uh, <laughs> this greenhouse gas issue a long time ago and was like, yeah. you need to start doing something about this now. And started and developed it then and was working on technology, brought it to market back in about 2006. Uh, and sort of now the, the world is, is catching up. And so it's, it's in the last little while, things have really gotten busy for us because more and more oil companies are realizing, oh, oh God, people really care about this. This is an issue. We got to do something. And uh, we're, we're a pretty easy, easy solution for that. So yeah, it is, it is becoming a no-brainer. And, and uh, oil companies and actually even a lot of uh, like trucking fleets and, 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 and shipping fleets and companies like that are, are approaching us and some power generation companies and all sorts of things. So it's been it's been fun. It's been busy, you know, but, uh, but we're, we're, we're moving it right along. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm kind of going through the FAQ, which is really, really interesting here. Um, yeah. it's that it's uh, green plus is over 20 billion miles of use without a reported incident. Uh, it's, um, it, it actually causes lower quality fuels to perform as if they were higher quality fuels. What, how does that, how is that possible? <laughs> Well, and the best example of that would be like, uh, so in, in California where I live, right, we have the the, uh, the Air Quality Management District and also the, the California Air Resources Board, which are two organizations where they were the first kind of two air quality or like air pollution uh, regulation boards that, uh, that existed in, in America. Uh, and basically they existed because, you know, from back when we used to put lead in fuel uh, and then just, you know, whatever other garbage you can yeah. put in there to make it burn better. Um the, the air pollution in cities like Los Angeles were absurd. I mean, LA used to be kind of known for, you, know, you can't see the mountains, even if you're standing in front of them because of how much smog there is, right? So that became a real issue. You're getting a lot of asthma, a lot of uh, like lung disease, just a ton of problems in Los Angeles. So that the, the state realized we have to do something about this. So uh, they, they actually put in regulations that forced the oil companies to start, to start doing a better job of, of cleaning up their fuel at the refinery level. So there's a lot of refinery in California. In California, because of refining, our fuel is about 20 to 30 cents more expensive uh, than, than fuel in the rest of the country. And then you add the taxes and it's almost a buck. But so it's pretty expensive to get fuel here in, in, in California. Mm -hmm. um, and that's and that's that's what that is. But it, but it works. It makes a cleaner fuel. And now, while you still have have days in California where, where it's not, not clear, it is, I mean, way, way better than it used to be in the old days. So Texas, as an example, um, they wanted to do the same thing, but they didn't want to pay that much money for the refining. Uh, in fact, the US EPA was demanding they do the same thing because they were heading towards the same path as, uh, as LA. Uh, and so they, they put together another strategy, which is to see what other solutions will give you the same quality of fuel that you get with refining without having to spend all the money on refining. And our product was one of the few that, uh, that passed the EPA and, and, and Texas uh, Commission wow. for quality testing. Yeah. Yeah. So you get the same quality in California for less out there. 
Yeah. yeah. So as a company, then where, where is the, where, where's kind of growth for you? Where, where are you going? What are you doing? You just, is it just working with more oil companies? Yeah. Well, so there's, there's a couple things. I mean, our, our, our biggest growth area is actually in developing countries because we, you know, we actually are, you know, being an environmental business, we, we do kind of agree with the concept that we've got to, we've got to find a way to burn less stuff. Let <laughs> to, mm. to, to less less burning things in order to create energy, less uh, <laughs> less creating uh, pollution to, to wherever we can. So we're we're kind of in favor of the the transition in general. Um, but there's also the the reality of the fact that that there's a lot of a lot of places where that's not going to happen soon, where that that transition is just difficult to occur. Uh, even in the U.S. to some degree, you know, it's tough. It's tough for us to even transition as fast as we want to. Uh, just because of the amount of energy we use, particularly with the with the explosion of just tech, right? With just you know your, what your iPhone can do, what your computers can do, what, what your iPad can do, like what you know, all these devices require energy, and you need a ton of it in order to keep that going. And so that's that's part of the problem we run into with with the energy transition is just how to how to go fast enough. So Green Plus in a place like the U.S. is really good because it it sort of speeds up. Or sorry, excuse me, it buys us a little more time in order to get those those sort of solutions put in place. But where we actually have find the most growth is, is yeah, in like in like Southeast Asia, in Africa, in Latin America, uh, because in those areas they're, they're it's just a longer path for them to get to electrification. It's a longer path for them to to get to renewable energy. It's just it's more difficult for them to do it. So they need something that can speed like speed up their re- reduction of emissions now, uh, and we're a good solution for that. So so that's where we see most of our growth. Um, although. You know, since the pandemic, things have shut down a bit there, so it's slowed down a little bit. So we focused mm-hmm. more here on with you know uh, with, with different uh, tracking fleets and, and and oil companies here, to, including trying getting some regulation uh, moving in some other states to to help clean up the air a little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah. Noel, how can I help? Uh, well, this helps a lot, man. Just just, just <laughs> getting the word out and talking to people about what we're doing. Uh, it's, it helps a lot. I mean, that, that's that's really the the bottom line. It's just the more the more. The more we hear about it, the more people contact us, right? So, so we try to just get the word out and tell people we exist because it's, you know, not everyone knows we exist. We, we definitely, we definitely try. It also helps when, uh, when the public is aware of what's going on and they ask for it, right? When people are, are out there wherever you live and you're like, hey, I'd like to have cleaner air. That doesn't sound bad without without it affecting yep. my ability to use my cell phone <laughs> or anything right. else. So, so that's that's you know, asking your your local representatives, your state representatives, um, you know. The local legislature and, and even you know nationally, just just kind of saying, hey, there's this thing out there, we should be using it. That that helps us because we're we're pushing from from one end, and if the public are supporting it, then that obviously helps. Yeah, for sure. And and yeah. and so y- you have a podcast, right? Well, we do. Yeah, it's it's a pretty good one. It's a pretty popular one. We actually have a whole other kind of division of our of our uh, of our company, which is the environmental education and, and entertainment. And uh-huh. so the podcast is uh, is kind of our flagship show uh, for that. And basically, the, the whole concept of that, and that's something that uh, myself and my, my old uh, entertainment partner, Jacob Gibbons, uh, who runs our, our marketing and promotion here now, uh, it's something we sort of dreamed up is let's, let's, let's start making it so that people can find out about the environment, learn about what they can do for the environment without feeling terrible about it. So um, <laughs> a couple of problems that we sort of noticed when we were surveying into this and, and, and seeing what was, what was going on was that... Um, there's kind of two messages from, from environmentalism. One is the, the message from the scientist, which is often complicated. And I, I don't want to be too mean, but a little, but a little boring. Like it's, it's, mm-hmm. so, it's so complicated. You don't understand it. So you don't get it. So you get bored and he goes off. And yeah. It's, it's it, right? not accessible. Right. And so it's not, you know, as, as, you know, as, as humans, we love simple answers. You know, yeah. why is this happening? Oh, it's because of evil demons. Oh, 
oh, okay, well, that makes sense. You know, Just and, handle the evil demons and everything. Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah. yeah. But when you start getting into, well, it's pretty complex. Sit down. It's going to take about 30 minutes. Uh, forget it. Right. It's, right. it's like, no, right. no, no, it's no, no. Just give me a simple answer. And so, and there's, I don't mean to be making light, but that really is how we, how our brains work. We want yeah. those very, very simple answers. So yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the other, the other kind of way you get education is from, from people who've been, uh, been beat up by, by uh, you know, like they've been trying to save the environment for a long time and have been fought for a long time. And so you've yeah. got kind of a, a, a group of people who are really, really just done with it. And they've gotten, to be honest, a little bit mean uh, about the message. So, so you're either dealing with too much intelligence or too much uh, anger. <laughs> yeah. So, so we're trying to find a way to give you bite-sized pieces of information that you can take and to do it in a fun, nice, funny, exciting way. Well, that's, I like that because, you know, and that's another thing too, is I, I'm not real big on self-loathing and I, you know, you and I were talking briefly beforehand and, yeah. and, you know, I, I truly believe that the way forward is technology and technology yeah. that, you know, doesn't, um, you know, doesn't impede too greatly. I mean, it's, you know, it's, we can all give a little bit, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I, I think, again, most people don't want to completely disrupt their lives for an invisible threat, right? right. And, and right. so, uh, you know, so, you know, it's kind of like small, small sacrifices here and keep making the technology better and better and better so that it's really not an issue. Like I was just looking at your social media, by the way, your social media fees are pretty great. Um, you share some really good stuff. I was just looking at, um, something about how, um, you know, generating artificial clouds and, and, and the impact of that, um, just, there's really cool and exciting things because I think globally there's been so much not and not everywhere, but there's been a lot of focus on how can we fix big problems. And right. I think from the science and tech world, we're coming up with some pretty cool solutions. Well, one of the neat things about being in this in this community and, and also kind of having this, it's a pretty it's a pretty good good job I have, pretty good position. I, I get to meet a lot of interesting people. Uh, I get to work with a lot of kind of people who have a lot of responsibility in this area. There's a lot more being done, I think, than, than people realize to, to combat this. There's a, there's a lot more. It's it's not actually being as ignored, I think, as, as people believe it is, you know. And there's there's uh, there's a lot of us working on it, a lot of cool things happening. And we talk about those on the podcast. Um, mm. We talk about a lot a lot of different technologies that are that are out there. We're also on our, our website biofriendlyplanet.com, which is a good place to go check out. That's the the same theme of giving you little bite sized pieces of information that aren't hard to 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 take in, uh, so, so you can just kind of learn little bits at a time. Uh, and, and so you know, ch- check that out. There's a lot of a lot of cool interesting stuff there. Um, and and, uh, and there just there is there's a lot of happening. There's, there's a lot of technologies out there. Some it's funny sometimes on, on the podcast uh, Jacob because he'll usually find that the topics uh, he'll bring up a technology and I'll be like I don't know if that that might make things worse. You know, <laughs> like there's sometimes <laughs> where you look at something and you're like okay we can fix this problem but is that going to then destroy this whole because there's there's so much to environmentalism. It's not just yeah. global warming. It's they're really like plastics are are there's a little thing your audience could do. It's just like a, a, a tiny thing, right? It's just to 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 think a little bit more about, about your single-use plastics, right? Because plastics will be, I think, a bigger problem in the future for us than, than, than global warming because there's, there's, it's, it's just something that we aren't looking at. It's, something, and it's, wow. it's, a, it's an issue. There's, no there's, there's so, so much plastic in the water, which is affecting fish, which is then affecting what, what is being eaten. Uh, in, just in our, in our land, like in, in farmland, they're finding microplastics, which affect fertility, which affect lifespan, which cause cancer. I mean, there's a whole bunch of little issues that we're not even realizing because the amount of plastic we use. 
So if you just, if you're at a restaurant, I, you know, ask for, ask for a glass. It's as simple as that. Like, or, or like eat in as opposed to taking out, which is tough during a pandemic, I get. Um, mm-hmm. But to find ways to, to just, if you just cut it back a little bit, it actually makes a, makes a big difference. So every little thing you can do, not using a straw, it's a tiny thing, but it's a big deal. Like yeah. Just, yeah. Just and, drink. and that's another misconception too, right? Is that, uh, you know, my small choice, like if I use, you know, five fewer straws this month or something like that. Well, that doesn't really matter. It's that's not going to make a big difference. It does. Um, because if we can get everybody or even 20% of the population on board with that, just a simple idea, the cumulative impact is enormous. It really is. Yeah. Um, that, what a, that's fascinating. Uh, and, and, uh, I, I, I would imagine that's, you've talked about plastics on your podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We, we talk about, we talk about everything. We talk about, about oceans. We talk about the, you know, the, the coral reefs. We talk about, we've, we're on, I think a hundred podcasts, 130 or something like that. So that's we, great. we get lots of different guests who come on and talk about things. And we, you know, I, I mean, just all sorts of stuff, all, all sorts of stuff from, from strip mining to, to, I don't know, the submarines, yeah. <laughs> like, let's, everything. Yeah, let's end on a high note. What's what's yeah. some happy news <laughs> environmentally lately that you've come across? You're like, I think we should all feel good about this. What what What's something we could all feel good about right now? Well, I, I think that I think the happiest thing is, is, is you see, you see right now how many, because of all the attention, right? Like there's, there's some type, I think there's sort of a thought that because there's so much anger and animosity kind of politically with people back and forth. And there's, there's a lot of fighting uh, in, in Washington as to, as to what we're supposed to do about this. Should we be doing something? Do we have to do anything? Is there a problem? There's a general kind of baseline understanding now that, that, that we've got to change a few things. And you can sort of see just from not, not even just in Washington, but just in, in the way that, that people in business are, are approaching it. That we get, I mean, we get contacted now by all sorts of companies. Like, what can what can we do? What can like we're actually there's there's so much interest now in corporate America about what what can we actually do? Like, what can we do to make a little bit of a difference? How can we help here? How can we like you know two years ago Coca Cola was saying that that switching out of plastic was in, was impossible that people wanted plastics and there was no choice and now they're they're ten percent of the way there. Like they're actually starting the process of transitioning out of it and into other options, which are, which are, which are cleaner and better. And it's not just them. It's, it's, there's a ton of companies doing it. It's just, there's a, there's a general, there's a general shift in thinking. And that strangely enough, Josh, that actually kind of comes back to the straw idea, right? Like you not using a straw, does that make that big of an impact? Maybe not. Maybe that, maybe it doesn't make that big of an impact, but you having the, the, the mental change to think I'm not going to take that straw that's that's an entire shift of focus as to the way you generally think about life. Like if I'm not going to take that plastic straw, what else, what other little thing can I do? What else, you know, what, what other thing can I, can I start to try to do? And that's what's starting to happen. And that's even something we're fostering pretty, you know, pretty heavily on, on Biofriendly Planet and other Biofriendly Podcasts. And we just see that both in an industrial and corporate level and then from individuals. And I think that's, that's the thing that's most exciting because that's how it's going to change. And so the change yeah. is happening and we're going to, we're going to make it. I know a lot of times you hear environmentalists say we're all going to die. We're not going to all die. We're, 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 this, yeah. this will be all right. We'll get there. We just got to gotta keep our foot on the pedal and keep going. Noel Carroll, you're the CEO of BioFriendly. You're found on the web at biofriendly.com. Your podcast is the BioFriendly Podcast. So just pull up your podcast app right now, search for BioFriendly Podcast, hit subscribe and start listening. Noel Carroll, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for joining us. 
Thank you so much for having me. This was a blast. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and re-share you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review and we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.